Welcome. Welcome. Under the husk. It is October 20th. I am hungover as shit, but I'm with my good friend Pin. It is Friday evening. All is good in the world. It is not yet Fraud Prevention Awareness Month. However, this will be the week that JOS gets its first loss. You heard it here first. Mm, a little uh, preview skating, of the preview. Skating by four out of six weeks. He did have a good week last week. He responded to the pundits. Um, but yeah, it's uh, already some points on the board. Normally we record the day of Thursday Night Football, but we have some points on the board now and we'll update a projection. So may or may not sway our uh, our opinions relative to if we did this this time yesterday. Yes, as you all know, we are recording this on a Friday. There was Thursday night football last night. I believe the final score was 31 to 24 in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gino, of course, was saying to hammer the Saints. No. Uh, there is evidence. There's evidence there. Yep. So, there is. Um, like Gino mentioned, there are a few matchups uh, that have points on the board. Already, but we will get into that later. Uh, let's do a quick recap of week six. Uh, there were some big matchups. One team does remain undefeated, although Gino thinks that is going to change. It is going to change. Which uh, which matchup are we starting with first, Joy? I'm, I'm getting it open. <laughs> You're a little slow today. Yeah, well, I told you. Uh, uh, why don't we start with um, Tom Sawyer putting the absolute beat down on HHC? That's where we're going to start? That's with, where we're going to yeah, start. Okay. Yeah, get me, get me pepped up a little bit. Okay. Uh, Tom Sawyer takes down HHC 148 to 109, covering any sort of spread that there may have been there. Uh, getting to three and three after a tough zero and three start. Yeah, I mean you would have beaten everyone in the league outside of, ironically enough, JOS. Uh, Hundred forty-eight points, beat me down by forty. Look, I knew I was battered and bruised heading into this week, and uh, congrats on you for getting out of the zero and three hole. You're now three and three. Um, Got to tell you, very very balanced attack up and down that roster. Kyron Williams, twenty-six. However, he is hurt. Maybe or maybe not going on the IR. And then 24 points, Travis Etienne. He's had a very good first six weeks, followed up with a very nice week seven last night. And then Amon Ra, another guy who was banged up early, comes back, proven to everyone he is a wide receiver, 127 mm. points. Um, I will say this, though. Don't know if you're putting the panic meter on Puka. Um, ever since Cooper Cup came back, his role has diminished somewhat as expected. But you do have that deep wide receiver room, so... Uh, not necessarily fearful of your output there. As for HHC, um, I said in week five, this is going to be my lowest point. I followed that up in week six with nine less points. Um, so I'll go on record again and saying 109 points. That will be the lowest mark mm, that will be the of the season. Uh, no one, no one broke the 20-point mark. You can't win like that, Jim. Uh, some duds, including Russell Wilson. He was limited. Limited. Uh, and then with Luke Musgrave on the bye, had to pick up Noah Fant, more like Noah Ass. Uh, and then just all across the board, Marquise Hollywood Brown targeted 11 times, only six points. Uh, that was really kind of the recipe all week for HHC. Four and two, though. Still a game ahead of you 
in the standings. That is true. That'll be over probably within the next uh, week or two. Interestingly enough, in this matchup, our tight ends combined for like three points. So, three point um, one. That was we we were messing around with each other about who had the better one. It, we didn't even we could have just not started any. Uh, I think Hunter it, Henry had a, a catch on the first drive too, and I'm like, ah, oh, this could be a Hunter Henry game. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. That uh, was it. Moving on, uh, this this is my favorite matchup of the week. Uh, Evil Stevie mm. taking on his older brother and taking down his older brother 103 to 97. Uh, we were all watching that Monday night game, waiting to see one more, maybe Herbie to Keenan stack touchdown, which would have gotten Yo Soy over the edge. Great name change, by the way. Uh, there have been talks that Yo Soy was blaming this loss on the name change and the division name change that is very soy of you so uh it makes sense yeah i would blame this one on your ass quarterback zach wilson only 10 um followed up by devious and george kittle only combining for two points um so that's why i would blame it on look the daddy kong Jew, we've talked about it for a while or i'm sorry yo soy we talked about it for a while really a jekyll and hyde season through six weeks Either he goes off and scores 140, 150 points and gets the win, or he fails to crack or barely crack 100 points, and he ends up with an L. So sitting at 3-3 uh, three and three at the end of six weeks, based on that high-variance performance, not surprising. Um, we'll say this, though. Yo, Yo Soy, he's going to find himself in these tough matchups every single week, and it's just a matter of if the Herbert-Keenan connection and the Debo-Kittle connection stack I guess if you will could really elevate that performance uh we talked about it through the first six weeks and that will really be the mainstay for evil stevie second win of the season and we're not yet at halloween who would have thought that mm. uh, overall not a very good week um outside of old man field dog 27 points and mvp front runner Tua with 22 evil stevie getting it done only scoring 103 points he said quote i'm in a state of shock as we all are at two and four, and he is now comfortably out of the number one yeah, spot. I think so. Uh, with Gumby selling pieces and Shrimp being Shrimp. But Evil Stevie gets a nice win over his brother, regardless of the record, regardless of time of year. Probably always good to beat him. Yeah, I mean, Stevie's got some decisions to make, I think, going down the stretch. But that, that being said, I, I think in this division, it's probably still going to be tough for him to find a way into the playoffs, um, but certainly not the cupcake matchup that you thought maybe it was going to be when you saw him on the schedule uh, before the season started. So really, he's going to be someone who shakes up the standings, I think, week in and week out. Oh, he'll be who smaller. knows? Could, could get hot. Um, our next matchup, you mentioned it, JOS, Heard the pod last week and made sure to go well above that 120 mark that we said had troubled them uh, week in and week out. They put up 160 points, taking down Snake Eyes 160 to 111. Uh, really, it was a beatdown um, and a big matchup for the Soy Boy division. Yeah, JOS owner uh, Zach Rupert Parrott. Ryan coming out saying, look, this was a confidence booster. It certainly was, you know, hanging on to the thread of, 
Are you a pretender? Are you a contender despite the 5-0 record? Well, 160 points and then beating the runner-up in last year, uh, Snake Eyes. Look, I all thought this was going to be, I thought you thought this was going to be the other way, uh, a beatdown mm-hmm. from Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of called a 30-point blowout. But answering the bells and silencing the pundits, JOS did 36 from Raheem Mostert. Keep in mind, Raheem Mostert got picked up in the vet draft, and he's a top five running back on the year. Very good find, but consistency all across the board. Um, Not really eye-popping performances, but 18 from Kenneth Walker. Sprinkle a 16 in from Pittman and Waddle. Um, Look, score 160 points, weekly high. You're going to get it done. Snake Eyes, however, showing to everyone he's a thin team, a high-variance team, but he can be beat. So there are some chinks in that armor. Uh, He said it again. Four points from Damian Pierce, two points from Gabe Davis. I swore when you look at it. But again, I think the big thing here is the two quarterbacks only combining for 21 and a half points. Uh, not going to get it done most week when Kirk and Stafford are going that low from an output perspective. I heard a, I heard a stat today. Uh, it's, it's not any specific running back, but the Miami Dolphins as a running back room are gaining more yards per run than Patrick Mahomes is per pass on average. I think it's like seven and a half yards. How insane is that? It is insane. I mean, they have a few outliers with Devin A. Chain ripping off, you know, oh, seven sure, yard but runs. But yeah. We've played enough games where like that's a crate to have seven and a half yards per rush is a crazy fucking stat. Mike uh, McDaniel's a genius. But all that to say, uh Rahimius, yeah, there's nothing telling me that that's gonna slow down anytime soon unless they, you know, give it all the hefe, which I don't think they're going to. So JOS proven a point. We'll see if they can follow it up heading into week seven, taking on HHC. Hmm. Moving right along, this one was pretty gross, but somebody had to win. There were uh, like there were actually some pretty gross regular football games this past week, so it reflected in the fantasy output as well. But Cosmic Gumbo, like you said, moving to one and five, starting to sell pieces. He sold the piece to the Phantoms, and it looked like a genius move early on in this matchup with Nuke only putting up three points. But the Phantoms recovered. They get it done 104 to 76. The Phantoms now three and three, right in the thick of it in the alpha male division. I mean, he is right in the thick of it and, and give them credit for the uh, the three and three record. But I mean, the output is borderline ass. Uh, when you think about it, you had the one outlier week five, 219 points. No, 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 that, that's fine. That, that's fine. Get ice sniffs. Um, other than 219 points, he has not had one game above 108. So I think there's something in the water in Airmont. Uh, they're all a bunch of suspect frauds. But uh, the Phantoms gets probably another bye this week. Week 7 going up against the Shrimp. It is his bye Mageddon, though. Uh, so keep that in mind. The Shrimp might get their first win of the week. We won't want to spoil our, our you know weekly previews. But the Phantoms, I mean, look. Is he going to be around for the re- next six, seven weeks? Definitely. Is he preparing to go on a run? Yes. Um, he's just been a very, very tough team to judge in the offseason, 
during the season. I think his running backs are still going to be the weakest point of this roster. So we'll see if he could get by with Alex Madison and Rashad White. Uh, the wide receivers are stacked, and they proved it this week. 26 points, Cooper Cup. But uh, again, good win for the Phantoms. We'll see if he's actually real. And for Gumbo, it is a race to last place with the shrimp. Okay, let me do let me do something, f- and you're going to answer this question for me. It's pouring, yeah. Uh, it only rains on the weekends, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's horny. It's horny. Yeah, it's horny. It's wet. Yeah. Um, the Phantoms and Boats are both three and three. Um, Boats holds the playoff spot right now. What would you set the line at? Or not the line. What What's the odds that the Phantoms makes the playoffs over or takes the two spot over Boats? What would that line be set at? Are those odds? Sorry, not the line. I'd have Boats at minus 200. Okay. What's the Phantoms? Plus one seventy five. Plus one seventy five. Okay, I think I, I I would probably hammer boats there, but I would. I mean, I, I minus two hundred. That's not that bad. I mean, Put I a think big wager on it. I think boats has also had some some dead weeks. I think his best football is ahead of him. Um, the phantoms. Well, like you said, it's hard to get over that. You know, you had the one blow up week, and and other than that, the phantoms is is averaging one hundred and five points or something. So. Yeah, and I mean, look, he he's doing it mostly with rookie quarterbacks outside of the come man who's going to return from injury this week, but. Um, I mean, could you really trust DJ more now that there's no Justin Fields starting for the next two weeks? And again, running into this bye week, uh, he could very easily lose to shrimp. Uh, that is not out of the realm of possibility. So, uh, I would favor boats and I would say the fandom has to show me a little bit more. Um, Aramont in general has to show us a little bit more. So we'll see. I mean, the phantoms is still though a... 30-point favorite over the shrimp. So well, it's the shrimp we're talking about. Yeah, but you said he could very easily lose. I don't know about all of that. Um, wow, I didn't realize that this matchup was so close. Uh, our next matchup features those two division leaders in the alpha male division. DMP taking down Boats and Young Ho 116.92 to 115.31. I didn't realize that ended up... As a one-point game. Yeah, you were knee-deep. That's why. Well, what do you mean? That happened last night. James. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, uh, this was... I, it was low-scoring, but it, it was an exciting one. Um, oh, right. We The Ekman needed to get... I forget how many points, but... He, Over Pollard. It was Ekman Oh, it was Pollard. Ek versus, versus Pollard. That's right. Um, Ek didn't really do too much. Uh, DMP moves to five and one though remains atop the alpha male division. He is the alphaist male uh, at this point in time, uh, and I don't see really any scenario where he gives that up going down the stretch. Even with weeks like this, he's averaging 138 points a week. Uh, he's got a five and one record and a four and zero record in division. So boats or the Phantoms would really have to make a push. That being said, he is going to lose Justin Fields pr- probably for a couple weeks, but at least this week. Um, but yeah, 116 to 115 pin. I'll let you break it down. But there were some injuries, I think, on uh, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, let's start with the fact that this division is just ass. Uh, <laughs> let's move on from there. Boats lost three in a row. Panic meter, mm, six. Uh, I'm not freaking out just yet, but whenever you lose three in a row... Uh, there is something off. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's locker room. Um, maybe all of the above. But 
You could point back to Saquon Barkley being in the lineup a few weeks ago, even though he was ruled out. You could point to a lot of things about Boats and really not having his mojo. Um, but I think what's a consistent theme with Boats is his inability to put up points. Um, outside of 157 and, 150 and 145, 115, 108, 110, yeah, 127. Uh, hasn't been the typical Boats team that you've seen, certainly over the past three, three and a half weeks. Uh, guys like Josh Allen, you expect a lot more than 13 points. It hurt that Jordan Love was on a bye, but Jordan Love's kind of an ass. Uh, only one guy on this team broke 20, and that was Brees Hall, of all people. Um, I think overall, when we've talked about this wide receiver room, it's been very touchdown dependent. If guys like Ayuk don't score, guys like Chris Godwin uh, and Devontae Smith don't score, you could expect these uh, single digits or maybe in the teen productions. Uh, but very rarely are they going to crack 20 because, again, they're just – kind of on the outside of that top 15 receiver caliber. Boats, though, what's going on in his favor is that he has to play in a very ass division, so I'm not worried about him from a playoff standpoint. Uh, DMP banged up from Justin Fields. I think he'll respond. My big concern here is Tony Pollard, JT, and Devontae Adams, those three guys. Um, This was a DMP team who, this time last year, all three of those guys putting a lot of fear in people's hearts well, outside of JT. But I don't really fear JT as I do. Um, like he was a 2021. I don't really feel fear Tony Pollard as much as I do. Tony Pollard's ass. And well, and Devontae Adams, um, yes, him, him the <laughs> what the hell player is. Yeah, someone's having an orgasm outside in the park. Uh, Devontae Adams, the oh player, <laughs> is still... <laughs> A pretty good player, but he's got Brian Hoyer throwing him, and then when healthy, Jimmy G. It's just been a little dysfunctional. Um, so I'm not really bought in on DMP being a top three team. I know that might sound controversial. He'll make the playoffs. He'll probably win a playoff game. He'll probably have a bye. He'll probably be in the championship. But I'm just not scared of DMP as I was this time last year relative to 2022. So, um, again, I've been wrong before. I'm happy to be wrong again and bite my words, but... We will see DMB. Yeah, a wild thing to say that he you don't believe in him, but he'll probably be in the championship. But I do agree. There's, I don't know what is going on. Is someone getting murdered out there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of these big name guys have underperformed. Maybe underperformed is the wrong word, but didn't kind of reach expectations based on previous years. So DMP. Again, he has the most points in the league, so we can't say anything. But when you when you get these one sixteen weeks, you got to hope that you're in a matchup that features a team that's kind of in the toilet bowl with you. So, DMP five and one boats three and three. Moving on, our last matchup of the week was disgusting. Uh, Motley Jew getting a win. There was some controversy with this one, like. I Motley could have not started Dak, which is hilarious that Dak ended up putting up like his best game of the season, probably. Uh Motley Jew takes down the shrimp 101 to 78. The the controversy here is that the shrimp started Zay Jones, who's ruled out uh well in advance. There was no, you know, surprise. It wasn't in London, so you don't get that soy excuse. Listen, it's unacceptable. We don't want it to happen. But it does happen. And to me, 
it signals really more where Motley Jew is as an organization, that that's what they're focusing on. Yeah, you could have said it better myself. I mean, my first question is, do you really have to break this one down? Um, I guess I will. Uh, to quote the shrimp coach, Tyler wrote, you got to hand it to him. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> 101 points and a margin of victory of 23. That uh, shows you all you need to know. But uh, one person on Motley Jew Crack 20, that was the aforementioned, or I don't know if you mentioned him, Dak Prescott, who was a rumored to be a bench uh, early Monday afternoon. Uh, but again, I think Motley Jew's got some pieces. So I, I, definitely not this year, but there are some bright spots on an otherwise decrepit roster. But the playoff hopes... Arganzo Alonzo um, and the shrimp will do all they can to get the number one overall pick. Um, don't know uh, what and if that will ever come to a formidable playoff team, but we'll see. We'll see. What do you do? Because, like you said, Motley does have some good pieces. Like, who is untouchable? Like, who are you building around if you're if you're Motley? Like, because you you think. Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, you're keeping. Right. Um, I think you could try. I, I mean, and like sorry. Tank Dell, you probably want to keep. Tank Dell and Amari Cooper for only being $18. I think you definitely got to keep. And again, Amari Cooper's been in the league for a while. Still 29, so he's still probably got another two, three years on him. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, if I'm Motley Jew, like I'm trying to sell Jerry Judy. I'm trying to sell Calvin Ridley, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't help that both those guys have had disastrous last three weeks. Um you could have sold them at their highest point, you know, yeah, a month yeah. ago. People were creaming for Calvin Ridley. I know. Um, I mean, I look at a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, and I say, this time next year, he could easily be the number two running back in that offense. It, not out of the realm of possibility. So, I don't really know. I like Tajay Spears. I thought that was a really nice pick because I think the writing was on the wall for a Derrick Henry uh, regression overall. Uh, kind of hit that tipping point. But the Titans are ass. So... Uh, it'll be interesting. I, you asked me, I mean, what pieces to build around Motley Jew? Uh, not many, but... Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But they drafted well. They, I think they are one of the teams that... Do they have their first-round pick this year? I think so. Yeah, so there's hope for the Jews. Moving on to our Week 7 previews. Brought to you by... Oh, who did it, Who is it brought to us by? You have no idea who it's brought to you by? I think you told me, but I don't remember. I thought you were going to tee it up as a... Uh... I was, but I forgot. Okay, well, you can't just like go into the you know week seven previews without... Oh, I do know who it is. I do know who it is. The week um, se- okay, let's go to the week seven preview brought to you by... Veloce Sandwich Shops, specialty sandwiches, 457 Baldwin Avenue, Jersey City. About us. Veloce, new specialty sandwich shop located in the heart of Jersey City. Our vision is to deliver high-quality Italian-inspired specialties to all customers in the area. Veloce, Veloce, in a dish. How much Veloce do you wish? It's a thick sandwich. I would highly endorse you getting it on your football Sunday. I do it. Gino certainly does it. He sent us a pretty seductive picture <laughs> of the Veloce yesterday. Oh, uh, to Veloce. To Veloce. Uh, that is the ad read for this week, though. Uh, week 7 uh, features, let's see, I got to get the fucking page open. Uh, week 7, again, will feature divisional matchups, uh, important ones. 
Uh, Gino, what do we have here? Where do we want to start? I want to see what they... What did the media give us the... Um, oh, Gino is in the matchup of the week. Sorry to spoil it, but... So we'll start from the bottom then. Uh, our first matchup... We talked a little bit about both of these teams. I mean, we talked about every team, uh, but these two teams play in the alpha male division. Neither are looking very alpha in the last couple of weeks. Uh, one team is focusing on 2024 20, and beyond. The other one is looking for their first win in the last four weeks. I'm talking about boats traveling to Motley Jew in what projects to be a... Let's see what the line is. Boats is favored 149 to 115. And like we mentioned, we are doing this on Friday, so we will inform you of the point totals of players that went. Uh, Evan Engram had 9.25 points for Boats, and the ass man, Calvin Ridley, had one point for Motley. So the current score is 9.25 to 1. Sanchez seems to have a stronghold on the match. Yeah, I mean, this is just an ass matchup and an ass division. A 90% win probability for Boats. He needs it. Has not had a win in quite a while uh, since September, actually. So he'll get back on track. Uh, Jordan Love going up against the atrocious Denver defense. Uh, Josh Allen going up against the atrocious New England Patriots defense so I think big things are in store for those two quarterbacks can't really trust Saquon yet and to be honest with you, you cannot trust Eckler just yet we'll see about his health yeah um, so overall I think this is a relatively thin boats team uh, he gets it done sprinkled in by a little help from his friends at the wide receiver position um, I mentioned it before on the the recaps don't think any of these guys are uh, top 15 type of guys but all capable of getting in there based on their touchdown volatility. I think they do enough. I think Boats does not score 149 like he's projected, but I'll give him 130. That's going to be more than enough to beat Motley Goo. Two and four. Mm, smell you. Two and five. Uh, Calvin Ridley, great start. One point. Uh, Darren Waller, can't trust him. Brock Purdy, um, yeah, okay, great. He's here on the quarterback this week, uh, 19 points, whatever. Uh, I will say Jameer Gibbs might be in line for a bigger uh, volume share. And Aaron Jones, finally, hopefully, finally, getting off uh, the injured list. So we will see. Overall, I don't think Motley Jew is capable of scoring north of 120. He's currently projecting 115. Give me Boats at 131, Motley 118. Boats finally gets another win in October. Yeah, you have agreement. I think it's going to be lower scoring than that. I don't think Boats is getting 130 this week. I will say Boats 122, Motley doesn't break 100. Give him 89. A gross matchup. Moving right along, this one's fun because it is the battle for the love of Don Poliese. I went to his restaurant last night. It was wild. Uh, he's a silent investor there. Of course, they only took cash. Um But what can you say? I mean, right now, the eldest son of Don Poliese is looking to do anything to get his father's attention after the start to the season that he has had, uh, currently one and five, uh, on the other side of the ball, we mentioned it five and one DMP top of the division, uh, top of the league. Well, I guess he's not at the top of the league, but he has the most points scored. Uh, he's coming off a championship season 
And everything that we have to look at right now tells us that he will continue to do so. Um, the current line has DMP. Oh, my God. DMP is a 64-point favorite over Cosmic Gumbo, 155-91. to 91. I, I'll let you break it down, but I'm taking DMP. I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh, does he cover the 60-point spread? I don't know, but give me 143-93. to 93. I mean, some of the previous matchup, do, do we have to really break this one down? Um, Gumbo's selling, and hopefully he will take this year of rebuilding to make Don Pugliese proud for 2024 and beyond. But 2023 is not going to be a gumbo year. Uh, Ripping on DMP a little bit in the top of the show. Um, don't really think that he is worthy of being a true championship contender despite a 5-1 record and the most points in the league. I know, counterintuitive. But a 99% win probability. DMP will mop the floor. Uh, interesting. Joshua Dobbs. Getting the start. Dobbius, Dobbius, in a For dish. DMP with Justin Fields dislocating his thumb. Um, Dobbs is a great pickup by DMP. He's been very savvy on the waiver wire, especially with these quarterbacks. Making some trades last week, getting Mark Andrews. It'll be a revenge game against his old owner. Um, I think a big game from DMP, 155, might be a little bit too much. But if C-Mac doesn't play, Elijah Mitchell could be in for a, a much bigger workload. Uh, give me DMP in a blowout. 148-96. Yeah, and the winner of this game I hear gets a big old bowl of spaghetti and meatballs from Don. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. All right, turn that music off. Thank you, thank you. Moving on. Our next matchup will stay in the Alpha Male division. This is the Alpha Male division, but damn, is this a soy matchup. Oh, it's soy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's soy, and it's gross, too. Um, we have the Phantoms taking on the Shrimp. 3-3, three and three, the Phantoms, 0-6, oh Shrimp. I do believe that... I mean, you said that there's a chance that it could happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Shrimp does move to 0-7, oh Really starts to solidify that number one overall pick, which I think is really important. Now, the question becomes, who is the number one pick next year? Everybody's saying it's Caleb Williams, but I've been hearing a lot of chatter that Drake May, or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, is coming. He's coming. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nice. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming hard. (laughs) Um, But anyway, back to the matchup. Uh, I I think it, Bradley is starting the the badge, the badge man. I don't. I gotta figure out the, a better. Is he the bag man? I gotta figure out a better nickname for him. But Bajent, Bajent, the bagel. <laughs> well, anyway, he is rolling out Tyson Bajent and Deshaun the cum man Watson, which is pretty gross. Um, but I think he gets it done. I think he moves to four and three. You know, depending on what what happens with boats, we think he's going to win. But the Phantoms does have a chance to make it into a playoff spot this week. I think he goes to four and three. I don't know that he holds the playoff spot though. You have agreement, although I really want to see the shrimp get a win, and we'll see if the shrimp decides to sit a guy like Isaiah Likely in favor of Deontay Johnson because he is coming off the IR as a little revenge game. 
Deontay Johnson going up against his former owner who cut him right before the vet draft. But look, outside of Zach Evans getting the bulk of the carries, um, outside of Jared Goff lighting it up for 300 yards and three touchdowns, and outside of the off chance that both Sky Moore and Rasheed Rice score a touchdown, which is extremely unlikely, I will have agreement, and I do think this Phantoms goes to four and three, maintains that positive posture uh, with an above 500 record, keeping volley and keeping serve with boats and young ass. Um, look, for the Phantoms, this is probably the lowest he's going to be in terms of um, available players. No C.J. Stroud, no Bryce Young. Sorry, um, no Jamar Chase. He's on a bye. Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins bye as well. So there's a lot of guys that the Phantoms is missing. But again, he kind of gets gifted a little bit of a bye week, if you will, um, because he play he's playing the shrimp. I don't think the Phantoms is going to blow it up in terms of the point total. So 127 is fair. Give me 127. 108. I will give Shrimp a little bit more than he deserves, but again, at the end of the day, it's the Phantoms and Cooper Cup get it done. I'm I'm generally surprised that the platform is projecting the Shrimp over 100 here. Um, what I will say though is when Kyler Murray comes back, that's a pretty Kyler Murray and Jared Goff is a pretty good QB room. It's yeah. gonna. It would. It's really gonna have to carry them. But you know, it's like double addition to this team when you add Kyler Murray, and then you can get rid of a guy like I don't know anyone in that, in that lineup. These guys who really are putting up two, three points a week. So I don't think this week happens for the shrimp. But I do. I think there's gonna be a week where he gets Gumbius again, or he gets uh, Motley again, and and with the two quarterbacks gets a win. It's going to have to wait, though. Moving on into the Soy Boy division. Yo Soy, Nadadi Kongju, at 3-3, three and three, taking on a 4-2 and two Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes? This one is really important for the match, or, or for the uh, makeup of the division. Um, both of these teams coming off of... Whoa, 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 whoa. It's the second time you're firing off come in like a matter of 25 seconds here. What? <laughs> both of these teams are coming <laughs> off of a loss. Okay. <laughs> They're coming on a loss. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, I think this is where playoff dreams are made and where they're crushed because when you look back... It's really two. It's really a two-game swing when you're playing in the division, and you're looking for, you know, not only do you take a loss, but you take a divisional loss if you are going for one of those top two spots in the division. So a really big matchup. I think both of these guys are dealing with a few buys. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Damian Pierce, Garrett Wilson on one side, uh, on the other. He T. has Higgins. been starting Zach Wilson, so it's kind of gross. But obviously, the big one here is uh, T. Higgins and, and maybe even Brandon Cooks. But the current line is Snake Eyes as a nine-point favorite, one thirty-five to one twenty-six projection. I'm not ready to make my pick though, Gin. I will let you break this one down and see where your head is at. I like it. I am going to agree with MFL. Uh, I will say that Snake Eyes is coming into this. 
matchup as the favorite, not just on paper, not just on projection, but in the mind of Wah. So, look, Yosoy is not starting one, not starting two, but three tight ends. That is very, very bold. Uh, Very, very bold. George Kittle himself has been a very volatile tight end, catching three touchdowns one week, follow that up by a one-point performance the next week. Um, He did get banged up last week, so I will kind of excuse that. But John O. Smith, who happens to be the leading receiver in Atlanta, and Logan Thomas, again, if that's who you're forced to start due to bye weeks, just kind of shows you three tight ends. Oh, my God. My lack of confidence, (laughs) right. Uh, We've talked about it all season. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. When they go, yo soy go, yo soy goes. Um, I do like Josh Jacobs this week, especially with Jimmy G out. I think he's going to torch the Bears. I do like DeAndre Swift this week. I think he's going to get involved 15 points right around his projection. Yo soy only opting to start one quarterback. That's interesting. Mac Jones has been so ass that Yosoy said, look, you're ass. You can't start for me against the Bills. You're going to get eaten alive. Daniel Jones, questionable, but more so doubtful. So Yosoy has to only start one quarterback, Justin Herbert. If it's going to be a shootout against Kansas City, him and Keenan Allen really got to get the ball rolling. They came up short last week. I think they have a much better performance. But is it enough to get it done? That's where you have disagreement. Look, I think Matthew Stafford is going to be forced to throw a lot this week with no running backs in that backfield or no worthy running backs in that backfield. If Christian McCaffrey can play, I think he finds the end zone not once, but maybe more than once. 20 points is soft. Um, A.J. Brown's going to have a big week against Miami, Sunday night football, and then Gabe Davis and D.K. Metcalf. I think they're going to take advantage of weak defenses and weak secondaries. Uh, Travis Kelsey could be the swing factor here. If he goes short of 16, it could be a Yosoy performance, but I think he's going to go north of that. He always tor- torches the Chargers. I think that's going to continue. Give me Snake Eyes, close one in that single-digit margin of victory, 142 to 135. Snake Eyes gets the 5-2, and two, and that panic meter starts to really rise for the 3-4 and four in Daddy Kong. Yeah, uh, two things. I, th- I think five tight ends in a matchup has to be a record oh, yeah. in corn. Uh, that, that's unprecedented. That's I, like a NIMBY. I, that's NIMBY. Yeah, that is NIMBY. Uh, I have to imagine that's that's a first. I will say, though, maybe it doesn't stay that way. I think I would probably start Slayton over one of those guys. I know the Giants' offense has been garbage, but like he's seemingly back as like their guy again, uh, or not, which isn't saying much, but... Uh, if you look at his point totals, he's he's given you like in the eight nine point range. So I don't know, interesting. But uh, you know these these tight ends have, have Kittle was ass last week, but uh, he they, got hurt. They've performed. Um, so he, he was ass. Whatever happened, he was ass. So uh, you know, I'm gonna agree with you. I mean, for me, it's it's the it, it's the starting two quarterbacks. Snake Eyes gets to start two quarterbacks to Yosoy's one quarterback and three tight ends. I, I think that's a, a pretty huge advantage. I will say, though, primetime Kirk against the Niners oh. without, without oh. J-Jeff could be disgusting. And that's why that I That could be negative points. And <laughs> that could be negative. That's why I kind of purposely left him off the matchup. I was looking at Snake Eyes, and I go, you know what, let's just, let's just move right to Stafford because I, I think Stafford's going to be the one to keep Snake Eyes afloat. But you bring up a good point. Over under 10 points for uh, Kirk Cousins this week. I'm going to say, I'll answer that in a second. I'm going to say this. This game will come down to Monday night. You have DBS and Kittle on one side, and you have Kirk Cousins 
um, and C-Mac on the other. The, I'm telling you, if this is a big Niners game and it's a is devious— Is playing? Well, I'm just saying, if this is a big devious and Kittle game and Snake Eyes has a 20-point lead, that get evaporated very, very quickly. So— it's a mar- it's a single digit margin of victory for me. It's a single digit projection on MFL, and I, I agree with all that. But Kirk Cousins really could be the swing guy, and on prime time, you don't want to bet on that. It's actually really interesting. Uh, as it stands, Snake Eyes does not have a single player on his bench that he can start if CMC doesn't go. So he has to either consult the waiver or just take a zero bomb. Um, I would imagine there's somebody he can go pick up on waivers that will be active, uh, but everybody else on his roster is not even playing. So, uh, I th- th- this is a little trickier than I thought, but I'm still gonna I'm gonna stick with my gut and and say Snake Eyes gets it done. I don't think that the 135 point total is is gonna happen though. I'm gonna say Snake Eyes 127, Yo Soy 122. It's gonna be close. Uh, because the players are are gonna know what what they're battling for here. But I got I gotta ask you yeah, for okay. your own personal bias. Sure. Who would you rather see win this game? Easier uh, for you to make the Yo playoffs. Soy, for sure. I, I'm I'm going for the I'm going for the big prize in the division. I don't think Yo Soy is gonna be th- what stands in front of me. Snake Eyes to me is 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 more cream of the crop. Right, but if Snake Eyes wins, Yo Soy goes to three and four. My point is, I'm not, I'm not like concerned about that playoff spot. I think right now, yeah, that's what I'm battling for. But at at eleven and three, another <laughs> another question for you, real quick. Who's more ass, Derek Carr or all of JOS's roster outside of Derek Carr? Hey, we're gonna talk about JOS. We get a whole, oh, we get a whole match of the week preview. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry you sorry. can go on a diatribe. That is <laughs> Yosoy against Snake Eyes. Our second to last matchup in the Soy Boy division. Uh, Tom Sawyer, myself, taking on Evil Stevie. Uh, both teams coming off of a win last week. Uh, this matchup had a few guys going in it, so uh, it's important for us to mention that. Uh, I got 23.7 points from Travis Etienne and 18 points from Christian Kirk. And Evil Stevie gets 5.7 from Shahidius. Uh, As it stands, I am projected to win 142 to 112. I I think that's probably up to date with the points. Yeah, it looks like they've updated those those totals. So... um, I do think that I am going to continue the win streak, get to four and three. I am going to be doing it with one quarterback in the lineup this week, which I don't love. The AR injury, the season-ending injury is obviously a big bummer. Uh, But Howell has been good. And after this week, uh, I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are really going to start figuring things out. But I'm going to take myself here, as I always do. I think my firepower... Might be a little bit too much for Stevie, who has been overperforming, and uh, he goes back into the loss column here. Yeah, I mean, with 41 points under your belt um, after the Thursday night performance, kind of hard to go against you. Uh, if ETN and Christian Kirk both dudded, maybe you could be looking at a different story. Regardless, um, I, I do think Tom Sawyer is going to get another win. He'll improve to 4-3, and three, finally cracking 
head above the water plus 500 numbers. It is a little scary when you're only starting one quarterback. Um, however, I don't think it's that scary when that one quarterback is going against the Giants. Despite the Giants being ass on offense, they've had a good defense. I do think Sam Howell is going to do enough to get 15 to 20 points, and that's really all you need. I mentioned before the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're getting their uh, work done. 41 points out of the Kirk-ETN combination. A guy who I think is going to have a huge week this week, finally breakthrough, is the Beige Man. Um, somewhat surprising that the first six weeks he hasn't been more involved. Um, I obviously know Bijan owners. I'm in one league that I have. I'm a Bijan owner. We've all been a little bit frustrated, but I really do think this is a week that Bijan goes crazy. I like him to score north of that 17 points. Um, not so bullish on the wide receiver room outside of Amon Ra. Uh, Puka, Drake London, Tyler Lockett. Don't know if I could trust these guys, but again, I don't know if it matters. I think Tom Sawyer is going to do enough. Give me 145 Whoa. to Evil Stevie 118. Now, I will say this about Evil Stevie. Craig Reynolds, Jordan Mason, sneaky starts if those two uh, Gibbs and C-Mac don't play respectively. Uh, another Gibbs is going to go, it looks like. Yeah, but... I still think Craig Reynolds is a good start, though. Yeah, I, I, do, I do think Craig Reynolds is a great start. Um, Christian Watson, uh, I know he's been battling injuries. He came back. He could be in line for a big game. Uh, and then Pat French Fryermuth just got ruled out, so Evil Stevie will actually have to pick up, or I'm sorry, he'll have to start Zach Ertz, um, who's been borderline ass. Mm, uh, he one is game, a geezer. Yeah, one game above 10 points, uh, and that was back in week two against the New York Giants. So we will see. I don't think Evil Stevie has enough this week, as you mentioned, firepower to break that 125 threshold. I think Tom Sawyer is going to cruise to a nice victory, and that is going to be four straight wins. And not to segue into it, but I think that is going to be the longest consecutive win streak as of this Monday morning Ooh, coming up. That's, a, that's foreshadowing. Well, that will bring us to the matchup of the week. Uh, also presented by Velochmius. Uh And it is the Velochman himself, HHC. I'm not the Velochman. Bradley is Velochman. No, <laughs> that's Veloch, though. <laughs> that's so Veloch. Uh, coming to, <laughs> to JOS's territory. Uh, this game also featured uh, players for both teams. A big 28-point performance from Alvin Kamara. He, he makes the Saints worse, by the way, but... Uh, he has 28 points, and Olavi is 10.7. On the other side of the ball, 19.5 from Trevor Lawrence. As it stands, I think it's a little crazy, but as it stands, uh, JOS is favored by 7, 151 to 144. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you got a 26-point projection for Mahomes. That's, he could do it, but that's still pretty high. Um and then you got big projections for Mostert, for Kenneth Walker, who I do think is going to have a huge game this week, by the way. Um, and Jalen Waddle. I, I mean, I think it's big for HHC to have banked 39 points on Thursday. That being said, the 10.7 from Olave is disappointing. It's not going to sink you. Uh but you now have to hope for big performances from Hollywood and Diggs, uh, who could do it, but I don't know that we can count on it for sure. I'm gonna, 
Ah, this is a tough one. It's not. It's not. It's not. Gino thinks it's not a tough one. It's not a tough one. I, I have I, so many. I have so many counterpoints to what you just spewed all over the goddamn microphone. But go on. Coming. Uh, uh I'm gonna take HHC. Um, Woo! I'm gonna take HHC. I actually think it's gonna come. Oh God! Enough with the coming already. Because <laughs> I did the coming. <laughs> I know, and it's boring. I get it. The lady was having an orgasm on the third floor. Uh. I think the QBs are going to be what gets it done for HHC this week. I could see big games from both Lamar, and it's gross, but Mr. Unlimited. Uh, Give me HHC 136, JOS 124. Okay, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. You said a 27-point projection. Likely? You know how many times? I, didn't say, I said that's high. I said yeah. he could do it, but that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how many times he's cracked 26 and a half points this year? None. Once against the Bears. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. So you didn't, you're not proving me wrong. You're agreeing okay. with me. Okay. Ass. Um, Ass. Raheem Mostert going against the Eagles. I think the Eagles got a great defense. I think the Eagles are going to contain him. Uh, don't really think Raheem Mostert's going to go above 17. Uh, he could sneak in for a touchdown here or there. Ramondre Stevenson, 15-point projection. Is that the most ludicrous thing ever? Why? Because he's coming off a 17-point game against the Raiders, where he scored his, his first touchdown since week two. Ramondre is ass. Before that, it was two and a half, five and a half, seven and a half. Going up against the Bills, they're going to be down in the game. Could be a lot of check down. I do not think he's going to score 15. Kenneth Walker, I'm worried about. Guys like Terry McLaurin, I'm somewhat worried about. Look, at the end of the day, I do not think JOS is going to score 151 that he's projected. I think it's going to be much closer to 121. Let's go to HHC for a little bit, huh? Let's go to HHC for a little bit. He said, oh, like it's disappointing that Chris Olave only scored 10. How I look at it, 39 points, it's 20 and 19 between those two guys. Sure. I think that's a very nice output. Marquise Hollywood Brown is dying, begging, waiting to break out. He had 11 targets last week. And before that, three straight weeks, 15, I'm sorry, four straight weeks, 15, 15, 16, 16. This is going to be a big week, most likely in garbage time, for Hollywood Brown. And Stephon Diggs is going up against the Patriots. He is going to torch. Stephon Diggs is a top three wide receiver on the year. He always bounces back after not scoring. He scores again. He had three touchdowns against the Dolphins, one in London against the Jags, none last week despite a 100-yard game. He's going to have north of 20 points, mark my words. And the running backs, Kareem Hunt going up against Indy. Brian Robinson going against the Giants. I think those guys exceed their point total, 12 and 14 respectively. And like you said, Lamar Jackson, Ravens are favored by 3.5 over a 5-1 and one Lions team. Why is that? Because Lamar. Yeah. And I do think Russell Wilson, after 10 days break, at home, gets to play against Green Bay. It's not like Green Bay is very imposing this year. I like him north of 16. I actually don't think this one's going to be close. Give me HHC 148. JOS, sorry, first loss, 122. You know, I think everybody in the league would be happy to see the last undefeated team fall. Uh, I think it's going to be a good one. And... Um, I do think that whoever loses this game goes on a little bit of a a spiral. I think this is an important this is an important matchup, and uh, morally, I'm getting I'm getting Hamas is ISIS ads on the top of MFL. Are you getting that too? Look at this. I, no, I got Kidnapped the lo- from home. Hamas is ISIS. If this was your child, I got Samsung and Velocia. I wonder if they know that we had the division names. Anyway, I do think that it that this is a huge matchup. It's going to be a turning point in both of these franchises' season. I'm going to be watching it closely. 
That is the week seven preview brought to you by Veloach. Uh, we are going to do a Fade Gina 5. Uh, the Fade Gina 5 also brought to you by Veloach. <laughs> Serving the Jersey City, Hoboken area since 2020. <laughs> nice. It's a new, it's a new establishment. Yes. Okay. It's Veloach. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm looking at the lines. What do we like? What do we like? Well, we're we are scorching hot with our can't lose parlay, but uh, I will let you pick since uh, your ass. Okay, I am going to take oh, Jesus. Some tough lines this week. Oh, I, I know what I'm going to take. It's gross, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the. Denver Broncos plus one and a half at home against the Packers. I, I don't think the Packers are good. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, I don't think the Packers are good. The Packers are coming off a bye, though, so they haven't played in a while. Um, 13 days rest. Last time they played was against the Vegas Raiders. Lost that one. Um, okay. I could be convinced. I will take the Brownies. Minus three and a half. Deshaun Watson coming back. I uh, don't think it's that very far of a travel from Cleveland to Indy, despite being a road team, playing in a dome. Um, Cleveland Browns defense proved themselves very capable the first six weeks of the season, and especially last week against San Fran. Give me the Cleveland Browns, 24-13. to 13. I think the Browns roll, and they are my survivor pick as well. So can't lose that one. You've locked that in as, as survivor? Locked it in. Okay. Um, all right, where do I want to go for my second pick? Jesus. I'm going to take two dogs this week. I'm going to I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Lions plus 3. I think they're good. I think they're like the real deal. I don't think that the Ravens are that good. I think it's going to be hard for this Lions team to go into Baltimore and get a win. Um, but give me a field goal. If it pushes, that's fine. I think that's a, I mean, if, if I'm betting, I'm taking that money line, probably not the points, but still, I, I like the three points. I think they went out right. Um, but it's going to be a dog fight. Ass. I like it. I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to win, but we will see. Um, next one. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> Give me the Rams minus three. Ooh. I know. I know. Look, I originally loved it. Then all of a sudden the running backs got hurt, and then all of a sudden I hated it. Um, I think it's just a fade on the Steelers. I think the Steelers fans are going to travel. Um, they're out there. They're going to be loud in that stadium. At the end of the day, though, I just cannot trust the Steelers' offense. And if you look at what the Rams were able to do the past few weeks against subpar offenses, their defense is coming together. They're playing good football at the right time. They're healthy. Uh, this one's kind of going to be gross. It's 43.5 points for a reason. I don't think it's going to be very high scoring. Not a lot of That's fireworks. Under, it, but it will be Stafford v. Pickett. And I like Stafford. Mm. And home field advantage in the NFL is around three points. I like that. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be around that 24-20 mark. So right around that over. Not touching the over-under. But I will like the Rams minus three. The one thing I'm concerned about in that game is that if the Rams, which McVay loves to do, they they'll just completely abandon the run, and I and that Steelers pass rush is scary. So if if they just pin their ears back and blitz Stafford every play, 
uh, it could be tough for that Rams offense to get going. So I hope McVay does start the game running the ball and at least establishing some play action. But I agree. I, I think the Rams get it done. Um, I have three and a half on, on on DK, but I'll give you the three. I'll give you the three. Suck I'll my give ass. you the I'll give you the push instead of the loss there. Okay. Fade Geno five. Can't lose parlay. Let me find an over. Now you have to sing the song. I don't mind spending <laughs> every day. What was the uh what was the Brad Tank song? Uh is a phantoms tanking <laughs> this I just don't know. Yeah, that's a great one. Oh my god. I'm tanking. The over-unders are so low this week. Yeah. It's because it's an ass week. Yeah, it is an ass week. Holy hell. Um, okay. Let's see. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh I'm gonna take over 43 in Lions Ravens. I over 43 Lions Ravens. Kinda love it. Kind of love it. The overs have been hard this year. I think they're the unders are hitting it like a sixty-five percent clip. This week. They are. It's easier for guys like Wah. Um, I will say both those two defenses are very good, and both those offenses do have a propensity to stall in the red zone. But I like forty-three and a half. I think twenty-four twenty makes sense. Um, this is gross. I'm taking the under 37 and a half. Oh, the Commanders Giants? Nope. The oh. one right below it in Vegas, Chicago. Uh, both starting backup quarterbacks. Little windy, little cold, little ass. Um, not much analysis going into this besides the fact that both these two offenses are anemic and allergic to scoring. Yeah, I mean, that game. There might be. That's a game, in my opinion, they can't put the over under low enough. Mm-hmm. All right, who, who do we like for the, uh, the money line? Huh, well, I was going to throw Seahawks or Bills, but they're minus 400 each, respectively. Yeah. And you already took the Broncos. Um, look, how about we take a Tampa Bay Bucks oh, 140. That's gross. I mean, like, it, 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 they're probably. Ugh. How about we take the Commanders minus 146 plus 539? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so plus 539, that is. 22 win 107 that is right in our wheelhouse Very we have nice. over 43 and a half detroit baltimore under 37 and a hook against the ass raiders and the ass bears and then the washington commanders money line minus 146 against the don't know who's staying playing quarterback new york giants that is it for the fade five brought to you by veloach and that is it for the pot yeah you're gonna want to lock that in because those have been hitting at a wild clip that is a pod god bless Go get that corn. And Veloach. And Veloach.